good morning. Morning. So it is a chilly Tuesday. Top 10 Tuesday. Top 10 Tuesday episode 48. 48. Wow, two more days. Closing in on 50. Yes. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? Um, so I just wanted to build more on, on yesterday because um, yesterday, so episode 47, um, we talked about creating a content plan for the year, a content marketing mm-hmm. plan, and that you shouldn't just create a social media strategy or a blogging strategy or so you need a whole rounded content plan that kind of crosses over the platforms that you want to be on. Yeah, and the, whole, one thing. Yeah, and the whole principle of yesterday's episode was all about... Um, yeah, just taking the pressure out of content creation. Generally, put it almost like once you've done the foundation work, yeah. you're on automatic pilot once you hit the next year. Yeah, and so. and so that you're not being reactive. And we've, we've got some goodies for you. Um, if you want to create your own content plan, it's applicable throughout the year. Um, if you go onto the smilingentrepreneurs.com website on yesterday's episode, episode 47, uh, you can uh, download the content calendar template, um, content planning tools that we use in our business. That's um, 20 tools and um, questions to ask yourself when you're planning out your content, how to build it all. So they're all there. But today I wanted to kind of give some ideas for content as well, because I, I realised that as much as you can kind of plan it out, you, you still get to that point where you're like, what do I post? Yeah. So um, I wanted to kind of put some more meat on the bones with that, really. Yeah, and I'm going to try not to talk too much. Yes. For yeah. a change. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I'm fighting off a bit of man cold. Yeah. So I'm going to sit here and drink a lot throughout this episode. <laughs> uh, water and tea, by the way. Um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge for most people is what on earth do they post? Like, it's fine saying, oh, create a calendar of content for yeah. the next six months, but... That's a lot of days worth of content at the end of the day, right? Yeah, and um, and how to kind of repurpose your your content because a lot of people will kind of come up with a, a blog post idea, for example, but then have no idea what to put on social. But you can use it to do all things. Um, yeah. You can, you know, use one piece of content to create videos, to create social posts, to create an infographic, to create a blog post, to put that into a newsletter. You know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to kind of reinvent the wheel every time. No, I mean, we do that with the podcast, yeah. right? With Smiling Entrepreneurs, um, we will have the, the average episode is anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour long, mm-hmm. but we'll break up those into clips, yeah. into tiny little segments, anything that we feel is pertinent or relevant to yeah. a particular point. We'll, and so it kind of feeds itself in that respect. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a lot easier than having to start again all yeah. the time. Yeah, agreed. So um, top 10 Tuesday. So these are the uh, kind of top 10 um, most popular uses for content. They're kind of overarching themes. They're not, you yeah. know, a blog post or a uh, story post on Instagram. They're more kind of what would you put into your content. So it can be applicable for all sorts of mediums. Like the top 10, top 10 books. That I was supposed to have done. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is because Leah still hasn't done his top 10 books. <laughs> yeah, that is coming. Yeah, slowly but surely. And this, for a change, is actually in order. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, number 10, uh, working backwards. So, posting about your team. Um, and if you don't have a team yourself, uh, just giving people access to kind of like behind the scenes, um, you know, it content <laughs> for yeah. want of a better word um, on on your business so people are getting to know the real you the the um, person behind the product or service um and just a little bit more real you know um, the personalities yeah absolutely. it's easy to hide behind a service or product sometimes yeah and um 
yeah, it's it's way more important that because people that whole thing of people by people yeah. relationship. We had that we had that conversation, got three four weeks ago with a financial firm that we're yeah. uh, supporting with some of their marketing strategies, and um, they wanted to have an Instagram yeah. account, and, and they were saying, "What content should we put on there?" And we were yeah. like, "The last thing you put on Instagram is." financial product yeah, yeah, information yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it should be all about your team well and it's it's also um i think you you could you know your audience might relate to somebody within your team and not you so much and uh, i've noticed this recently with a, a company that i'm on their mailing list um and the the main guy as it were the, the owner of the company or one of the co-founders um he's a brilliant copywriter and he right. used to always send out the newsletter and then i've noticed that I've been getting emails from other people and I didn't even realise who they were to start with because right. it just says their name. And you know when you get an email and it's just someone's name, you're actually more likely to click on it because it's not a company or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out that they're all different members of this team and they've right. all started sending newsletters and they're all personal. They're all like, oh, at Christmas I did this or right. the other day my daughter, of course it leads into a business reason, but it... And that's a newsletter. Uh, so you're reading newsletters. Yeah, exactly. They're, so they're still relevant. Yeah, well, exactly. Right. Um, I'm on their, their mailing list to be honest, originally just because their copywriting is excellent and I wanted to kind of learn from that. But now I'm genuinely interested because yeah. their team are, are quite interesting people. Um, well, that's that point you just made about their copywriting is excellent and you want to learn more about it. Yeah. They're consuming of high quality content. Like when you recognize, wow, I, I really enjoy reading that or watching this. Yes. It's a great that's the emotional response you have to it but start being more analytical around yes. why you're having that response like what is it they're actually doing what how are they framing the wording in that blog post yes. or newsletter or what it is because that will help give you inspiration when you step up yeah and what you'll find is that there's always it, it's it, it, the basics of storytelling is that there's always a hook which is the thing that gets you into it. And as I just said in that example, that's them telling stories about their Christmas, their kids, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it turns into kind of like a, a lesson or, or a reason as to, to why they're, you know, making it relevant to the business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so cre creating something with your team, letting their personality shine through, um, or just your own behind the scenes. Um, and whether that's like just you in your office, if you've got just silly things like I don't know a cat that sleeps on your desk while you're while you're working every day and yeah. you can just post images of that or something just something that gives people a flavor of who you are and what you're about is is really powerful and you may think oh that sounds silly but it, it's not people really want to see what's going on basically don't they yeah because your um your identity and your uh, passions and, and things that your interests will follow through into your business activities like they will inspire actions that you take in business and people will start to recognize that the business is an extension of who you are and what you do yeah. and I think sometimes we get a little bit um hung up on this big brand awareness stuff yeah. like like are oh, the big boys you never hear about the guy in the office and with the big boys. it's like that's not the way SM like micro business and SMEs work no. most of the time yeah they sit in the realm where the the distinction between the founders and the business is hard to define sometimes. Yeah. They are one of the same. A lot of and some big, bigger businesses that do well, you know, they, they do um, encapsulate that. You'll, you'll often see if you join 
um, like a, a software as a service, for example, and, and you, you're a new user, there'll often be like how-to videos done by staff. By the, um, yeah, or by the founders themselves. Yeah, exactly, because they're just trying to show you that they're a team and that they care about you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it works really well and it's, it's interesting content and it's easy to do and cheap to do. You haven't yeah. got to bring in like a film crew or anything like that. You can just get your, your team or, or yourself to, to just pick up some pick up your phone and just record some random well, bits and pieces. And there's only so many ways you can talk about a product if you're selling a particular widget mm. apart from like if it has a certain amount of features well there's only so many times that you can say that or, or i mean you could argue well no you could say that all the time every day for the whole year and that be that you might do that but it's not necessarily going to create a kind of engagement and response and the desire for people to find out what happens next yeah and it can lead it, it can lend a real um kind of authenticity to it as well like we talked on one of the podcasts about um, how we're here in France and there's um, a couple of Etsy businesses that I've noticed locally that do brilliantly selling French linen mm. but they lean heavily on their Instagram accounts with their French farmhouse because they obviously live in France and so it's all very authentic that yeah. this French linen is coming from France and yeah. um, you know the pictures that they post are all very much um, you know taken in their lounge or hung up against the side of the house or something like that so you've got all, all this real kind of authentic material none of it's branded yeah, and I think, okay, so I think there's an important distinction to make, though. I think when you are a B2C business, so business to consumer as opposed to business to B2B, which is business to business, I think you have to have that connection between yeah. your team and and um, what's like your business, yeah. right? It's really important. If you are B2B, business to business, then that might not necessarily be as important because no, that's okay. not as relevant yeah. to the the businesses are, are hiring your services. And I, I had this conversation the other day with uh, a good friend of ours, and he determined that, and it's, it's funny enough, it's only now I'm having this conversation that the pennies dropped, but he was very anti creating a personal profile for mm -hmm. himself to push his business. Mm -hmm. He said, I want to do proper business. I just want to do, and his aspirations is is in the B2B sector, the business-to-business -business sector, mm -hmm. where it's about property and, um, and all this kind of stuff. So in that sphere, being a personality and doing all on social media mm -hmm. isn't necessarily the right communication tool for him to use. So to a degree, he's right, but he misunderstood why he'd made that change. Yeah. He, he'd made the change from, um, oh, I don't want to be a personality in front of my business I, I just I, I want my business to do the talking but he hadn't realized that the reason why he'd made that change is because historically he was a b2c mm -hmm. business like but all I'd his work say, was b2c i'd still say there's an element of it though because I, I can think of someone recently that we um were dealing with in the um investing space um and he was like critiquing our um pitching document right. and we really wanted to kind of see more about who is this person because yeah. we didn't know anything about him so, but yeah, we, but he positioned himself as an yeah, authority in that space. But we yeah. had to do a lot of digging, and then it, it turned out it kind of our hunch was a little bit right, um, and he wasn't necessarily what he was presenting himself as. So I think you need that. Yeah, but he's not necessarily that. I would still say is still a B to C type. I think. Yeah, I think so because I might be wrong, but he was basically talking to us as founders. Mm. Like we were, he was talking. He was, it was his consulting expertise pitching to individuals yeah like we weren't a business looking for 
to hire a service or product. No. You know, like yeah. we didn't have a widget that needed to be purchased. Right. Right. Whereas where I see B2B, it's like, I don't know, if you look at it on a big level, it's like banks, right? It's yeah. like, okay, I need to process so many, I'm a business owner and I need to process so many car payments a month, mm -hmm. right? And the current bank I'm with is pants because mm -hmm. they're charging me too much money. Mm -hmm. So I don't, as a business, I really don't care who the personalities are behind the next bank. No, right? I don't give a. I really don't care about who the team members are. Yeah. What I care about is how much is your product going to cost my business, and is it reliable? Yeah. So, so that's how I see a B two B. Yeah. But would you um, think that you you don't really care about the personalities involved so much, but you you kind of you want to know more about the personality of the business? So the, so the business's values. Are they going to be looking after you as a customer? Oh, well, you would go down the road of testimonials, right? Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, well, what's the customer service like? And yeah. does this thing fall over? That's why I use the word reliable yeah. in my kind of B2B assessment, right? Because as part of the word reliable, it does come into, okay, were they trustworthy? Exactly, Are they, yeah. Do they, um, do they have good customer service? Do they do yeah. what they say they're going to do? That's what I mean by reliable. Yeah. So, but, so with a B2B type business... I would say a social media marketing campaign isn't necessarily always the best, uh, sorry, a, t a, a personality focused campaign no. across a, yeah. a, con a personality focused content mm -hmm. isn't necessarily always relevant. But yeah. if you are a B to C, yeah. I think it's imperative. It's yeah, like yeah. if you're, if you're not doing that activity, um, you're, you're, you won't crack that nut. You no. won't get people resonating with your business. And and that's what this guy had done. He was always a B2C and he's yeah. flipping to B2B, but he made the leap mentally into, okay, I'm not going to be the personality of my business, but he hadn't cognitively understood that he was like, oh, the reason why is because it's not as relevant to B2B as yeah. it is to B2C. I still think that that person, because <coughs> I know who you're thinking of, um, his story will help in the B2B. Yeah, as in yeah. his experience, who he is, what he's done before, which is part of the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. it, there's a difference between showing kind of behind the scenes and your team to necessarily being a personality about it. Uh, Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's not... Oh, I suppose we've got, for example, in the events industry, because obviously we've got a smiley booth, yeah. photo booth hire. We know a lot of people that do corp a lot of corporate events based yeah. companies, and they're forever showing what the teams do. Exactly. That's so what I mean. and they yeah. are B two B. Yeah. Um, but I suppose that's more kind of a demonstration of the work they're doing. Yeah, which yeah. is part of it. Yeah, okay. All right, I take that point. It's yeah. just not It's just about not, <coughs> not having just a facade. You know, it's just letting people letting people in a bit is, is yeah. what I'm kind of getting at. So. Yeah, because the analogy he was using is like, I don't want to be the next Grant Cardone. Oh, no, I don't want to be no. the next Gary Vaynerchuk no. and all this kind of stuff. But that's not what you're saying. No, what no, you're no. saying is, no, do demonstrate your professionalism and yeah. your dedication to the work that you're doing yeah both like it's what it's nice to have a nice shiny poster and branding yeah, and website exactly. but there's show the people behind the scenes and their passion yes. and what, um, what they're involved yeah, in exactly and sometimes yeah. big, big businesses even banks and stuff i have seen do that you know they'll, yeah, they'll right. interview one of their customer service reps and say you know i don't know what do you enjoy about your job or i don't know yeah, whatever right. it is so it's it's yeah. just it's just giving that kind of like whole um, rounded approach to to, to uh, somebody having eyes on your business, seeing it all. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's that's what I mean. So number nine is uh, industry news, um, company news, um, even stuff 
going on in the news news yeah. <laughs> that, that can be relative um, to your brand. Um, being, um, being current, being on trend um, is, is really important because when people search certain things, you know, Twitter is a huge example of that. You have all the trending stuff going on down the right hand side. If you can kind of pick up on that traffic, then that's, that's really going to help. Um, well, I think you've just, you've just made me realise, sorry, if you're hearing fizzy, by the way, in the background, <laughs> it's because I'm pouring myself yet another drink while we, it's not alcoholic, by the way. Um, the, um, well, I think we're just past midday, so you're all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is between Christmas and New Year, so um, what you just said about industry news, that's just made me realise that we don't do that, no. and we should do that, because, yeah. uh, like demonstrating that you've got your finger on the pulse on the exactly. industry news yeah. positions you as an expert in your industry, yeah. right? And we've seen that in the events industry where there are certain, in fact, one of our guests next month, mm -hmm. um, he's got quite a high profile in the events industry, yeah. but he's always talking about industry news yeah. and everything else, which wholly supports his positioning in the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, God, why didn't we do that? We should definitely Yeah, I, I mean, again, probably depends, again, a little bit on B2B and B2C um, because your consumers aren't necessarily going to need to know, I don't know, some kind of new, like franchises, for example, some kind of new franchising legislation that's just come in or something like that. So it, it, there's, a, there's an element of... Uh, of B2B and B2C in it, but just, as I say, news and keeping current and, and as you say, demonstrating that you've got the finger on the pulse and you're moving with the times and you're a modern kind of innovative business is really important. Well, yeah, but you have a blend of in your audience, right? Yeah. So every business has, they don't have one specific, in marketing terms, they call it an avatar, right? Mm -hmm. So who your ideal customer is. Um, nobody normally, most businesses don't have one specific avatar, no. right? It's, so you can admit the content can speak to a number of different audiences. Yeah. As long as you're regularly updating yes. that content, yeah. then you don't neglect one specific audience, do yeah. you? So, yeah. so um, that's number nine. Um, number eight, contests and giveaways. Um, people love contests and giveaways. So if you can build that into your, your content strategy in some way, um, that's, that's a really powerful thing to do. And, and some people that we've looked, we've uh, worked with or sorry followed over the years have done that brilliantly and and it's built their entire business um we've mentioned one of them before anderson themes and dreams yeah for those that haven't heard of them you should say that yeah. again because it's an amazing story um yeah anderson themes and dreams are a, a, a bed making company um but when i say bed making it's like children's uh, bunk beds, like with slides and like done as a castle and all sorts of things, or as a tractor and really beautifully done. And um, they have branched out into like other furniture and like playhouses and outdoor playhouses and all sorts of things. But when we first found them, they didn't have a website. They only ever used to post on Facebook, but they constantly did um, like and share competitions. And then they would give away one of their beds that I think at the time were like 500 pounds and up. They're now a lot more than that. <laughs> but um, but it, it does help if you are a product-based business, because obviously you do already have something to give away. Um, we knew of another one, um, a, a hotel or a small um, bed and breakfast style hotel, uh, up in the Lake District and um, those in, that don't know the, the hotel or travel industry, um, sites such as uh, lastminute.com. Mm. Um, oh, I've forgotten about these guys. Hotels.com. Yeah. I can't think of, so tri uh, not TripAdvisor, but any of those kind of places where you go to book a trip. One? Yeah, I think so. All of these kind of booking 
websites. Booking.com. Yeah, booking.com can take like 50-60% in commissions from people. So they're really, really high. Yeah, so you when you do book through one of those sites and you think, oh, I'm getting a great deal, I'm paying £100 a night or yeah. whatever it might be, the, the actual hotel's only getting, could be, they could be less than that. They could be getting like 20 quid yeah. or 30 quid out of that yeah. deal. So it's in, it's incredibly low, but there wasn't really many. There's not really many options if you're not on these sites, and you go get found. But these guys went a different way, and they did very much kind of competitions and giveaways um, for stays at their mm. at their property. And again, their social media following flew, and um, they well, they had a very unique product as well. They yes. like they well, both they were, of those businesses. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was interesting about um, the hotel one in particular is. Their, their hotel evolved in response to their marketing yes, rather yeah. than the other way around. Yeah. So they would create, they'd create their rooms to have as big an impact on social yeah. media as possible. Whereas yeah. they didn't have to do that, but they knew that, oh, if we, if we create this lighting and this room to look a certain yeah. way, yeah. then it's more likely to get shared on social media. And, and, and their whole business evolved around that strategy. Yeah, exactly. So if you've got something that you can give away and, and it, it does need to be fairly high value, the higher the value, the more people are obviously going to share it and get involved in the competition, um, the better. And um, But it can be an incredibly successful strategy, especially if you're just starting out. It's a, it's a really good way to go. It is. You just have to be careful. Mm-hmm. So um, we did an episode... I, Forgive me, I don't know what the episode number is now. I've started to lose track a little bit. But if you go back through, look at the episode titles, there's one specifically about pricing strategies. And I highly recommend just having a listen to that episode if you're thinking about adding in giveaways or offers because there's some fundamentals you need to understand about your numbers before Mm -hmm. you do that. Yeah. Um, Because so many many micro-businesses and SMEs just throw money at the wall throw, yeah, and yeah. think, oh, it doesn't matter. And then before you know it, they're, they're losing a lot of money. Yeah, you know? I, I, I would definitely stay away from offers within <coughs> this kind of framework. It, it is much more of a, you know, one time or, you know, monthly or whatever it would be giveaway that you you become kind of known for. So And go big on it. Like yeah. if you're giving something away, it's like, the way, I mean, we had it, didn't we? Yeah. I, do you remember when we did, I remember doing a giveaway once for a photo booth hire. And I think our average price for a photo booth hire was something like 525 quid or 575 quid at the time. Yeah. And um, so we were like, okay, let's do a giveaway. And I think like four people entered. <laughs> and we were like, oh, right. And we had to give it to one of them. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it was like, oh, we've just basically spent 525 quid or whatever yeah. it is to acquire one customer. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to do the marketing around it. And you've <coughs> also got to be ready for it the other side. Like, what are you going to do with all those people that may have entered, especially if you're data collecting? Yeah. So one of our franchisees, um, in at the start of the pandemic, when we all first locked down, he um, ran a competition to give away a... Um, a photo booth hire to a bride that worked in the NHS. Oh yeah, uh, yeah or a I couple that. that worked in the NHS, and um, so that went nuts. Exactly. So he was saying, you know, anybody that knows anybody that's getting engaged or is engaged, sorry, that works in the NHS, please share, please tag them, um, and get them to enter our competition. Um, and that had a really huge reach. Yeah. Um, and he he got a lot of interest from that and got a lot of of names. Yeah. One of our other franchisees tried to do the same thing. But it didn't work as well because they didn't capitalize on the list. Yeah. So you have to be. Oh, they just let it run. Exactly. You have yeah. to be prepared to do the work on it at the same time. Yeah, like when people are commenting, when people are sharing, yeah. it's like you have to literally say, okay, because it's not just 
post and go. Exactly. Yeah, you have to be actively engaged. Yeah, you've got to be active, you've got to you know, comment back, keep encouraging people to share it, really kind of be on the ball the whole time that you've got a contest running. Um, that's the only way it works, really. Yeah, and don't make excuses not to do stuff. Like mm-hmm. the amount, of, like as we were doing that, we were talking to the franchisees and we were yeah. like, look, these guys over there, uh, these franchisees over here have done this and look at the results. It's yeah. awesome. And every one of the franchise network could have done exactly the same yeah. thing. And so many of them came up with, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but. And it's like, guys, you've missed out. It's yeah. like you could have just run at that. And I think that's a lot of the problem with offers and, and stuff like that. It's it is taking action. Yes. And, and so many people just don't. And another good way of doing it is to collaborate <coughs> with other people. So if you were, if you... I don't know, sell necklaces, for example, at, at, I don't know, 30 to 50 pounds. You giving away a necklace isn't necessarily going to get you a great big competition because that's not a very high value. But if you can, you know, uh, collaborate with other people and create this whole kind of like gift pack Mm. of lots of different things, you're going to benefit from their traffic and the the value of the gift becomes a lot higher. And so that you've you've got a really kind of shareable competition at that point. Oh, yeah. Collaboration for offers is amazing because you get access to somebody else's list. Yeah. You know, their audience at the same time. So We used to do a really great one in the wedding industry um, at um, wedding fairs, a group of us would get together. It was mm. run by the um, Shoot It Yourself guys, which is a, a business within the wedding industry where you um, shoot videos. Or sorry, you're, you, they give the cameras to people to shoot their yeah. own videos, shoot it yourself. Um, and it worked fantastically. The only reason it stopped, unfortunately, was because of the GDPR, because we weren't able to share those lists. Yeah. But that's not the case with social media. So you can still obviously benefit from people sharing and liking your stuff because there's no GDPR problem involved. Yeah, and, what, and it's understanding what metric of success you're looking for, right? Are you looking for exposure are you looking to increase engagement are you looking for sales are yeah. you, like it's like, are you looking to build your list you know it's like what's what metric are you actually going for yeah what goal are, which is what we talked about yesterday in the content marketing plan is every, every time you release a piece of content you need to have a goal associated with yeah. why you're doing that yeah so have a look at yesterday's episode after this if you're unsure what we're talking about there. yep um number seven um so if you've got um products or you've uh, got a new service going out there, putting out kind of like previews and teasers as to um, what you're releasing, or if you've, I don't know, you've got a new colour coming in of a certain product mm. or something. Obviously, that, that kind of content is really useful. It's it's about you and your business, but it's interesting to your, your client yeah. um, and to your customer. Um, and you can combine that with contests and things as well you know yeah. that's often a good reason as to why you could create a contest because you've got this new thing coming well even if you haven't got something new don't assume that your audience understands all your all the things services and products that you currently offer it's like schedule out the explanations for your current thing over yeah yeah over yeah. the stuff over yeah because yeah, you've always got new people <laughs> um you know you, you don't think oh people have heard this a hundred times or whatever because you've always got a new audience there somebody that's only just found you and how many times do you join a netflix series that somebody's been talking about and you, you're joining it on like season five or something yeah. it's been running for years and it's the first time you've heard of it well we <laughs> talked in a previous episode about the fact that um like the the occasions where we've sent out content to prospective um, leads like people that we think right okay they're going to buy the service whether that be for sale or smiley booth or whatever it is we think we've been really clear on yeah what the what the service does and they've come back and they've never clue what we're talking about yeah. so 
don't assume that people know anything, yeah. really. So. Oh, and the number of times in the photo booth, <coughs> even right up to like last couple of years, where you'd, you'd be standing by the photo booth and somebody would be like, this is amazing, I've never seen this before. Yes, like, what? Where, where have you been? Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> we thought they were, you know, everybody had one by that point, but <laughs> there were still people that had never seen it. So, yeah, um, there's always new people out there. Uh, so, number six. Uh, user-generated content, and um, we've spoken about this quite a lot because um, one of the reasons that we developed Say It was to enable people to be able to collect user-generated content such as testimonials and content that your users are using your product or it might be that they are working with you um, as a coach or it may be that you were um, a supplier at their wedding and you've got footage of their them at the wedding or them afterwards talking about what a great thing it was. Anything that can be generated by your user, your end user, is um, is just content gold. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's why testimonials are so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if that could be video-based, um, all the better. That's because um, people are seeing real people engaging with your product. Um, I spoke about this on, a, on another episode um, where my son um, wanted one of these robotic dogs for Christmas. And he was, we were looking through the reviews on Amazon because the one that he'd chosen didn't seem to have that many good reviews. And every time he wanted to see the video of the kids playing with the, with the robotic dog and we ended up getting the one that we saw the kids playing with it because obviously he, can, he made that connection with, oh, there's kids playing with that and I want mm. one of those. So yeah, it's, it's really, really powerful whether you're a, a kid or an adult um, to see other people using what you are looking into using yourself. Cool. So that's uh, user-generated content, and you can just you can build that into challenges as well. So you can you can build that into kind of like contests and giveaways. You know, you can um, get people to send in user-generated content um, in return for being in, entered into some kind of contest or giveaway. So it's a it's a way that you can kind of combine the two. Um, and another way of kind of just a bit more on sort of the user-generated content <laughs> is um, it's it's not quite user-generated. Um, without you know just the user as in they they've just genuinely come to you as a customer and and have sent it this is the kind of influencer style um but it it does still come under user generated content because a lot of the time you know you will have sent product to that influencer or they would have used your service um and then that's why they're then kind of creating their own content now that works two ways not only are they con creating content for for you but then they're posting content on their own social channels as well so you kind of get that double whammy effect if you're working with an influencer um, and something a company that did this really well recently was um oil of ole the, the face cream um now they they had a facing challenges campaign right. um, and so they worked with nine uh, female influencers and I really like this campaign because it wasn't just, oh, here's a bunch of female influencers. Do you like our face cream? You know, right. it was much more powerful than that. They were talking about overcoming challenges and what challenges they faced as a female. And, and it just had that facing challenges because it was all obviously it's a face cream. And I just really like that kind of slight jump where it wasn't just about the cream it was something a lot more interesting that people wanted to get engaged with yeah um, and especially the the influencers their audience wanted to get engaged with because they want to know what, what challenges they faced etc well a lot of companies do that right they so they will bring a topic forward that yeah. isn't necessarily related to their product but they're the conduit that yes brings everything together yeah. like they're the and um so their name's still all over it exactly right? Yeah, it works. Yeah, I think it, it can be extremely powerful and it can run for a long time as well. So, um, and 
this kind of content is like influence content, user generated content, it's evergreen, you know, it will stay there forever, people will find it. So that's one of the really um, great benefits of any kind of video content is it, it will be out there for, for good, really, hmm. until it's taken down. <laughs> Um, number five um, is Inspire. Um, in that campaign I was just talking about, Inspired People. Um, if you can inspire people with um, quotes or um, you know, inspiring imagery or... Yeah, know. but don't fall into the trap that a lot of people do and, and that's all their pages, that's all the content oh, they yeah, do. Oh yeah, not just. But no. you see that all the time. In fact, one of our competitors in, our business, in one of our businesses that's all they did for ages and yeah. to to such an extent where it became impossible to understand what they did as a business yeah yeah because they just they were just randomly creating these posts in the hope that someone would share it and say, like, well what's the point yeah oh no you not know? just i don't just mean quote images but that's just an inspiring thing is yeah, it's yeah. quotes but um, it's fine if you chuck it in the mix and it's it's relevant to yeah. your service right well stories case studies that's <coughs> yeah, all that inspiring works. content yeah um, any anything that you can use to inspire people to buy and to to change their state. We we talked about changing people's state in a, in another podcast episode. Where if you can change someone from um, you know sad to happy to make them laugh to make them emotional, they will remember your brand and your product so much more. It's a scientific fact that when that state change happens, and that's why until this year when physical events stopped yeah. <laughs> but that's why you would see so many like pop-up experiences in like at events or in like shopping centers and stuff because the brand yeah. is aiming to change that person's state so that they remember the product or service that they're they're marketing at the time yeah yeah i agree definitely i think i think you just got to be it's something that has to be as part of your mix yeah well to be it? honest yeah. this is a top 10 but really it's an essential 10 yeah, you should yeah. be using all 10 of these yes, things agreed. not not just one yeah because um, so, yeah. that's what people do right they choose yeah. one that they're comfortable with exactly. and they stick with it and they it's do what's like, easy no, no, for them no, no, no. it has oh, to be I'll a blend <laughs> yeah always has to be a blend yeah, yeah. and that's why if you listen to yesterday's episode, it's so important to plan it because then you can get that blend. Otherwise, you do end up just lean, leaning on the ones you find easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also you've got to remember that people consume content in different ways, yeah. right? So you might have a very engaged audience or an or, or audience where your service is completely relevant to, but they all, they some like reading it, some like watching videos, some yeah. like, it's like all of these different things. So you've got to tap into every one of those channels. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number four, we've touched on a little bit already, but is reviews and testimonials. Um, again, if you can get that video, um, it, that's even more powerful. But mm. any kind of testimonial really um, is is really important. You know, if you've if you've written a book, getting a foreword written by somebody, um, if you've got um, a product, just including testimonials and use generated content of people using it. Um, if people can show testimony to your service. You know, it's, it's really, really important that people see real people using it, and it's, especially now more than ever, because we can't kind of get out and about and try things ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of us are relying on internet shopping or internet services or Zoom-based, whatever <coughs> it is, coaching, etc. cetera, that um, you, you need to know of other people that have used it so that you can then kind of make that assessment. Yeah, and you need to, that needs to be an active part of your marketing strategy. Absolutely. Everybody that touches your business that uses a service or buys the product, you need to be actively pursuing them for some feedback yeah. because 
that is that's a marketing strategy it's not a nice to do it's a it's absolutely yeah. have to do and take the pain away from it because it because it can feel a little bit cringy so, sometimes kind of kind of asking oh could you leave me a testimonial just take the pain out of it by having links everywhere that people can leave testimonials in their own time you know have well, it on your email signature have it in your your marketing that if you like to our service please review here well and give them a personal like request yeah. you know, do a little video of yourself saying look i'm so pleased that you used our service or you bought our product, I'd love to hear, would you mind giving me some feedback? You know, you don't have to ask them directly. You can literally record a video and send it to them. Yeah, yeah. So it's just engage with them, make it personal, but get them to give you that feedback because that's what's going to get your next customer. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, Number three is uh, questions and surveys. Um, you know, reaching out to your customers, your audience, your clients, and finding out what they want, what they're interested in. Like you said about the hotel, develop their product around the feedback that they were getting from people is is just so powerful in itself. Yeah, and, and make sure it's relevant to yeah. you. The amount of times I see these quizzes, like people, businesses doing these random quizzes or yeah. in, in hope to increase engagement and get yeah. shares and all this kind of stuff. And we've all seen them on on social media where it's like two add two equals question mark and then the world is wife decides oh yeah i'm gonna put in four or do you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. and then the person that's created that post or been involved in that that exercise can say oh look i've got loads of engagement i've got loads of people looking at this and sharing it and all this kind of stuff so yeah but did any one of those people that are involved in that exercise understand who you are what you're about and yeah. how it relates to your service or product it's like don't get don't engage people for the sake of engagement. It yeah. has to be an outcome. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, again, it goes back to the goals of your of your content, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're easy to do, though, with things like Survey Monkey. Monkey? Monkey. <laughs> survey Monkey. That's my Isn't that, that, that uh, <laughs> is it Monkey Magic? You just reminded me of. Is it? Oh, Big Z. <laughs> do you know what I Netflix has redone it, so this is completely random <laughs> off the... But Netflix oh, that, is really yeah, 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 that really yeah. weird thing you were watching. Yeah, yeah, well, the original, that's how he talks. Oh, okay. Oh, monkey. <laughs> that's probably really racist now. I probably shouldn't say, it's like, use that accent. Oh, okay. I've no, no idea. I have no idea either. <laughs> but that's how he used to talk. I used to love that show. When I was you a can't kid. blame me because I've got no clue what you're talking there's about. A, well, there's a whole generation right now, if they're listening to this, is like, Lee, what are you talking about? <laughs> monkey Magic. I think, I'm sure it's called Monkey Magic. If if you've not heard of it, look it up. I'm sure Nick, we were, I was watching it with the kids the other day. Yeah, but it wasn't called that on next It's Monkey King, isn't it? Oh, maybe. The kids, yeah. like, I was trying to watch it with the kids and I was the only one really enjoying it because I remembered the old show from when I was a kid. Um, so apologies to anybody that I've just completely lost on that but I'm okay <laughs> including me yeah <laughs> Anyway, what on earth was I saying? You um, were talking about monkey. No, <laughs> <laughs> Survey monkey. Oh, yes. Yeah, see, monkey. there you go, help. Survey monkey. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> all your kind of story platforms like Facebook and Instagram, I assume TikTok probably has it, where you can, you can ask your audience to be engaged by saying like yes or no on a certain question or to yeah. like move a slider as to how they feel about something. So... Um, and if you're, it's it's really key if you're releasing a new product or you're thinking about it or a new service, um, finding out how your audience feels first. Even if you've not got an audience, just going into groups that are relevant to your product or service and, and putting in a little survey or poll in there to find out how your audience 
feels before you start chucking loads of money at marketing or anything is really essential. Yeah, well, some some companies just use surveys for product development. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, well, how do we how do we form the next iteration of yeah, our yeah, service yeah. or product? Definitely. And they'll go to the audience and say, right, how can we make it better? What do you want out yeah. of this? And um, yeah, and it's it's a brave move, but I think it's perfect because you. You're basically creating an audience yeah. for the sale. So. Well, you do learn from your your customer. I mean, we, we had with uh, Say It with our very first few customers. Uh, Say It is our video um, creation business where you, you can collect testimonials and use generated content, like I mentioned, for businesses. But originally, it was created as a gift service so that you can create um, group videos with friends and family to send as a gift to someone, and that can be digitally or, or physically in a card. And we um, we thought that the digital version, which we do as a gallery where people can just click on the individual mm. videos, was how people would like to see it. Yeah. But our very first few customers, they were like, can't we have a thing where you just press play and it plays all of them? Yeah. And we were like, oh. We were really hard at creating a gallery. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think that would be something people wanted, but like... Literally, the first three or four people said that's that's what they wanted. Or... Well, and also we we then went to specifically the kind of target markets and went to those markets and said, right, okay, we can build this however you want to build it. Yeah. But so you tell me what you need, and and uh, and you tell us if we're barking up the wrong tree or not. And we were quite open and honest with them yeah. right from the outset. And they were like, well, if you could do X, Y, Z, then we'd buy it. Yeah, yeah. Done. Okay, we'll go away, we'll build it and we'll bring it to you. Yeah, exactly. And that's and what, how we developed the service for the care homes as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, d- going to your audience first is, oh, is yeah. again, it, it's it's a win-win because one, you're creating content at the same time. Yeah. Um, and two, you're getting that really vital feedback as to which way to take the direction. Oh, yeah. Stop second-guessing what people want. Ask them. Yeah, because you're not your difference. customer at the end of the day. And no. We've learned that lesson so many times in all our businesses, haven't yeah. we? That it, it, we're not the person that we're trying to sell to. No. <laughs> yeah. So that was number three. Um, number two is how-tos. People love how-to video. Yeah. Um, and again, if you can do video, all the better. Um, a really great example of this is um, BuzzFeed. You know, the tasty videos? Where right, you yeah, see, yeah. Um, and that was nothing new. I mean... Take, you know, little cooking videos or recipe books or cooking TV shows or whatever, how to cook something is not a new thing at all. No. But the way Tasty did it was entirely <laughs> new. One, they did it from overhead, so you're literally seeing the the um, kind of recipes. And they were one or two minutes. They were short yeah. burst little videos that people could suddenly learn how to make X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, and they just soared. I mean, the I can't, I, I should get the numbers. I'll put it on the blog post that's related to this episode on our website because the numbers are just amazing that how, how fast no they grew. So oh yeah, yeah, there's millions and millions. Wow. Um, and they've they've built so much off the back of it as well, like product lines, cookbooks, yeah. all sorts of things. Um, and that's just from these these videos. And then you, you, you saw lots of kind of hacks and stuff come out as well, you know, like um, lots of like little crafty videos came out in a similar kind of style. So- Well, they, they basically reshaped how people should do content. Yeah, Because yeah. it suddenly when everyone was like, oh no, the one minute video and the two minute yeah. videos, like your video should never be any longer than X yeah. for engagement and this kind of stuff. And yeah. And do you mean that was a real thing for yeah. a while, wasn't it? Everyone was like, "Yeah, that was all because of the only way you're going to, yeah. yeah, the only way you're going to get engagement if it's everything's really short because no one's got the attention span." So, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, it's it. Well, there's there's always the argument with long form and short form content, isn't there? But um, but with video, I think it's probably true, and especially yeah. video in in a social feed. If people have gone to YouTube to watch videos, they're prepared to stay there longer. But if you're flicking through Facebook, it probably needs to be quite short and sweet. Well, or massively compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, any kind of how tos, tips, checklists, hacks, tricks, um, infographics. Little explainer videos when you see the kind of like doodling or the whiteboard drawings, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, and there's so many, um, there's so many pieces of software out there that make it really easy to create all of that stuff. Because if you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm not a graphic designer, I don't know how to do anything like that. Canva, who we've mentioned before, who are not a sponsor of the podcast at the moment. Um, (laughs) But... uh, I don't think they need us right now. No, they don't, no. but they uh, they have an amazing platform for creating um, graphic design and they actually have a load of infographic templates where yeah. you can literally just type in your whatever your business is or whatever it is and they'll and type in and select infographics and it will give you loads of examples of infographics yeah. and you just select the one you want and change the colours or whatever it is. So, and I've noticed recently, um, I only noticed this yesterday actually, that they, they're collaborating with loads of stuff. So oh, like really? now when you go to publish your whatever you've created right and you can download it or you can print it or whatever there's now loads of options for like you can send it to this or you can do it here or so oh, they, they've made loads of like connections with stuff so yeah it's even easier now yeah and i mean it's like it's either free or dirt cheap canva it's i think it's i think a, the prior is like 10 quid a month it? yeah it's insane it's yeah. such a high quality service yeah, i think yeah. for that so um yeah if you th- and the great thing of infographic stuff is god why are we not using infographics for say it yeah. I just I just realised we should be. <laughs> that's a great thing about this podcast, isn't it? Yeah. One of the challenges that we've had with Say It, uh, the video collection service that Kate's mentioned a couple of times, is um, is trying to communicate the process to people. Yeah, infographic would do that, it right? Would. So, um, so yeah, using infographics just to demonstrate what your service or product does is always a good good thing to share out. Yeah, because, absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of people don't do that and your competition probably isn't. So. Yeah, exactly. And little explainer videos that you can kind of chop up and put onto, yeah. um, you know, something like Instagram where if you put it in the stories, it will then live on your profile if you put it in the highlights. So, you know, this this content can become evergreen as well. So you've always got it there as yeah. well. Um, and last but not least, number one is actually top 10 lists, <laughs> funnily <laughs> enough. That's why I left it till last. Not necessarily top 10, um, but lists. Um, list content is huge. Mm. Um, in, it's, it kind of started with blogs. Um, they are always the top headlines. If you Google anything, you will likely see a top five ways to do x or yeah. top 10 reasons da, 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 da. people love lists because it's a very easy way of kind of processing information well also things like google just generally like those kind of platforms yeah. seem to like that yeah stuff they really as well, do right? i think it's because the the information is easily organized and bite-sized right. um in you as i say it started with blog posts but that kind of moved across to youtube where you can do your chapters now can't yeah. you is it called chapters or you know, when you break it up into bits within the video yeah. uh, playlists i think it's called isn't it no that's play no, no it's not but i know what you mean where people will type their time stamps right okay so maybe that's what you mean yeah so you can have little chapters within a, a video so, so yeah. this video for example we can do 
We can timestamp it. Yeah, each, I have each no idea one. how you do that. But, yeah, so <laughs> that would be quite... Lee's job for the afternoon. It will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, any kind of um, list really, really helps people to kind of digest information. And then what we were saying about repurposing, it's really easy. If you've got like a top 10 list blog post, mm. you can take each one of those 10 items and make them social media posts. And you can then release them on like um, a drip feed. Yes. So you've got 10 days worth of content counting down these these 10 reasons for whatever it is that you want to put into your content. So yeah, creating lists is a really easy way to be able to kind of spread your content a lot across lots of different... This goes back to what we talked about in yesterday's episode, which is where we said, don't... If you're going to do any content, don't just create one piece like yeah. and, and then walk away and then start all over again tomorrow because that's a, a ridiculous thing to do. It's yeah. like create a big piece of content yeah. that can then be broken up into bite-sized chunks because what you've just described there... If you've got a top 10, well, that could be 10 weeks worth of content. Yeah, you know, you just release one every every week. Yeah, you know? and then you can do things off the back of that. You can create discussions. You could create yeah, surveys. God, yeah. Um, podcasts, yeah, you could start your week with that being number yeah. 10. Yeah, and then have a whole discussion thing off the back of it for the rest of the week or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with it. So um, as, as Lee just said, uh, my or our advice would be um, always start with a with a bigger piece of content. So rather than just thinking, oh no, I need to put some Facebook posts up, think think about it in terms of creating a blog post. Even if you've not got a blog, you can create micro blogging on on Facebook where you're just typing out long um, uh, text on the uh, Facebook posts themselves. Yeah. Um. So um, think about it as a long piece of content, and and if writing's not your thing think about it as an audio or a video yeah um and but create that that kind of bigger piece of content with the goals associated and then you can kind of come off the back of that with oh i'll put this amount on out on instagram and this is going to go out on linkedin or whatever it yeah. is yeah so it, it definitely makes things easier so just to recap so number 10 behind the scenes I'm getting my numbers right this time. Number nine, industry or company or even news, news. <laughs> um, number eight, contests and giveaways. Number seven, um, products or services and previews of teasers when you're going to be releasing something new. Uh, or not even new, as we discussed. Number six, user-generated content um, and challenges. Did I mention challenges? I don't think I said challenges. With user-generated content, challenges is a really great way of building that user-generated content as well, where you can challenge your um, audience. So, just to say, to if something. anybody's listening to this and they can hear what they think is a herd of elephants in the background, that's because we have children in the house as we do this podcast at yes. home. And they have no idea how to stay quiet. So anyway, you were saying. So number six, um, yeah, with this user-generated content and challenges, you can... Um, Build a, a challenge, and, and and the kind of best example of that is the um, the bucket uh, ice bucket challenge. Do you remember? And that went viral, didn't it? When everybody yeah. had to chuck a bucket of ice over their heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that that was just a piece of content, you know, that um, that people wanted to join in that challenge, and it raised a huge amount for a really good cause, and it got people <coughs> talking about something that they don't normally talk about. As well. I will add though, as a word of caution, don't create content in the hope of virality. No, no. Right. No. Don't, don't enter into any of this stuff. And to do the content with a view of adding value to both your business and to the end to the recipient. Don't do it in the hope that oh this is going to get shared a million times because that leads down a a path of just madness. Well, it's like we said before, content for content's sake, it just it doesn't it's no it doesn't problem. work. Yeah. Um. So number five is aim to inspire your audience or at least change their state in some way. 
Number four, um, reviews and testimonials, video if you can, um, from your audience. Number three, questions and surveys. Um, ask your audience what they want and let it direct your, your products, your services, your business. Number two, any kind of how-to tips, tricks, hacks, checklists is uh, something that's very valuable for your um, for your customers. And number one, top lists like this one. Nice. <laughs> well, we managed to survive. We've had both my trying not to cough throughout this episode, the children running around like a herd of elephants in the background, and, and randomly the television just... <laughs> has just turned itself on for no reason. Yeah, so... <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> yes. Oh, and there's a cockerel going off. Oh, too. yeah, and we have cockerels going off outside. <laughs> so this is, yeah, a really sophisticated podcast. <laughs> so hey ho. Should we do the top ten ways not to do a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably <laughs> professional podcasters out there going, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> so anyway, enjoy your day. That was episode forty. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. And we will see you tomorrow. Have a good one, all. Bye. Bye. Thank you.